Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 161 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlo. Right here. And Matt. Hello. And that's it right now because Pete's off. Uh, I think he's spit shining belt buckles or something. I know that sounds vaguely sexual, and don't worry, it is. Um, it didn't until then, you said that. Yeah. That was the whole point of the joke. Oh, now, sorry. Now, 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 now sorry, that we've pointed slow. it out. We're slow. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sad. I'm Jesus glad that you Christ. glad that you explained it for everybody. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Um, for those of you listening live, you got a little bit of a treat of Carlos playing some music, and of Tom me, mirrors the elements. Yes, uh, of me uh, false starting twice yeah. because uh, fucking audition starts this filter on it that I don't want it to start on because it ruins the music, and I haven't figured out how to turn it off yet. So. Yeah. That's that's actually something I should look into one of these days. That's ridiculous. No, yeah. I know, I know. Probably uh, the default. Uh, but if if I turn it off in the middle of the of the broadcast, it creates uh, the whole boom 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 boom. So I found the fi- I found out that at one point. So that was right. pretty exciting. Did you just put a bunch of little army men in your? <laughs> yep, I sure did. Of course, he would do that. Wouldn't sounds you? good. Sounds good. All right. Before we get too deep here, I want to give a shout out to um, our patrons on patreon.com slash blind studio, specifically our Zach Belt patron, Zach Zablowski. Uh Zach joined us today for some Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I was going to say, was it seems time. like he was just here. He's always just here. And without fail, and this is nothing against Zach and everything against Matt, every, oh, time, okay. every time Zach is in town, Saturday night, he gets way too drunk and is hungover for Sunday. Hey, I was ready to go to bed, and then Peter and Zach wanted to keep going. So then I was like, What? No, okay. Oh. All right. So it's Pete's fault. Yep. All right. 100% Pete's fault. Yeah, I can blame Pete. Yeah, we can blame Pete. He's okay. not here. I can cool. get behind that. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, D&D was fun, um, which reminds me, uh, I wa- I'm going to put this poll on Facebook as soon as I figure out how to do it. But if you guys want to uh, weigh on this early, um, I want to live stream some of our D&D games. And I want to know what you guys would think about us doing that, if you want us to or not. Uh, and if you want us to do it on Twitch or on YouTube, uh, we can do it on either one. So I'm just curious what you guys think. We all know that you just want to listen to our voices more. Yeah, but enable to be, like see yeah, it yeah. live and maybe interject stupid comments like the rest of us do. Yeah. And we there. do a, our fair share of us do comments. Especially on travels lately. Holy cow. Yeah. Just you let us out of a dungeon for a second, and <laughs> we our restaurant burned down, and there was something about trash pandas. Yeah, he uh, Rick really wanted a raccoon, and then when I explained that training raccoon would be hard, then when I had ex- I had br- uh, briefly mentioned that there's a way to make uh, sentient animals. He yeah, why would you briefly mention that? Because you knew that as soon as you briefly mentioned it, it was. Yeah. Going to happen. And it might happen still. Yep. Uh, for those of you watching the live broadcast, the other thing is uh, we've started getting new studio arms. There's one. It goes like this. Woo. Yeah. 
uh, for those well, of you who aren't, uh, they're the they're the crazy like extendable arms that attach to the table because we're in the process of switching up some equipment, yeah. which is pretty fun. Um, let's see, what else is new this week? Hmm. What have you been up to? Not too much. Listening to some music. Yeah, so, what music? Well, the specific one I was playing right before uh, the show started was uh, Tom Lehrer's L-E-H-R-E-R. So I'm assuming that's Lehrer, and that's how I choose to say wait, it. Okay, wait, no, no. So it's it's Tom Lear's Lear? No, it, the name of the song was uh, either the, I think it was the oh, Elements. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I got really confused because you said Tom Lear, and then you started spelling something. And I and thought that was the title of the album. set to... Uh, uh, Gilbert and Sullivan's uh, 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 Major General song. Oh, see, I thought that, he was, that was just the Animaniacs country song. Also, that's another thing <laughs> set to the tune. <laughs> the words, of course, for the element song are just the periodic table of elements. Now that you said Animaniacs, that sounds really familiar. I'd have to hear what that sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that was... Uh, Phil, no, uh, Luis LaMarche, or is it Phil LaMarche, the guy who played uh, Yakko yeah. on Animaniacs? I have no idea. What is he, he singing about in it? In the country Being, song? Yeah. He's um, just singing all the names of the countries. Oh, okay, yep, then okay, I got yeah. you. I got you. Uh, well, there was, uh, I d- was that the one they used for the countries? Because I know they used it for uh, uh, like the modern uh, cartoon. They did a modern cartoon thing when they were like with, on a pirate ship. I remember No, I, I'm pretty sure that was all the countries. Maybe they did both. I wouldn't be surprised if they did it for both. But yeah. Which, by the way, both the uh, country one and the uh, animal, the anime, both of the Animaniac ones are pretty good. I have to say. Oh that. no! All anything Animaniacs is great. Yeah. Oh. Also good. And then YouTube takes our thing down. Right. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru. Different. Republic okay, it is different. Cuba, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador, too. Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guyana, and still. All right, so um, he like ha- he actually has a podcast called Toon Talk. Yeah. Does he really? Yeah. Uh, it started uh, like one or two years ago. And on like one of the first three episodes, I don't remember which one, he, uh, in the Yakko voice... He does the entire country song from memory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then he goes back and does it updated for twenty uh, twenty fourteen or whatever it yeah. was because some of those countries have vanished. Uh, the, the actor that plays Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe. He actually did the Element song live. Really? He's done it several times. It's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of Daniel Radcliffe, has anybody seen anything about the the movie where he plays a corpse with a boner? I can't wait to see it. Okay, <laughs> I have not, and I don't remember the boner part. I no, every, everyone was talking about how his how his corpse boner played a major part oh, okay. in the film, which I thought was a little weird. But it, it no, looks, I still want to see the movie. Like it looks movie. it looks like a lot of fun. Basically, Wilson as a corpse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, that sounds familiar. I know that was going to be made. I just don't know any details about okay. it. Okay. So besides listening to music, uh, what have you been up to, Carlos? Not really too much. Doom dropped, but I haven't played a whole Did lot. Did you buy Doom? Yeah. I've heard that the first 10 minutes are amazing. They're pretty cool, yeah. I'm not saying the, be- the rest of the game after that's terrible. I'm just saying, I'm, yeah. Well, people good. have been comparing it to the first level of Mario, so. Well, that's going 
pretty far, and they're not really there's not really a whole lot of parallels there. Yeah, that, but, that's uh, interesting. But okay, just just for iconicness, all right, and for pulling you into a game, it does just jump right in there. Like, hey, hey, here's some people explaining the story. Well, screw them. I don't like them because they're bad guys. And then just you start shooting st- stuff. This is actually okay. pretty cool. Wait, I, I saw I saw a clip where uh, one of like he you're you're at a monitor, yep, and somebody is trying to explain the backstory to you, and you just pull the monitor off the wall and throw it away. That's at minute two of the game. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a great game. It is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. It's pretty fa- uh, fast paced as well. Okay, jumping back and forth. Stunning the enemies, doing those uh, takedowns that con- consist of like ripping their arm off and hitting them with it, things like that. It sounds like fun. Although I might be- remember that one wrong, but I- that's how I choose to remember that one. Yeah. So how about Matt? What's Matt, what have you been, been up to? Uh, happy birth, happy ninetieth birthday, Grandma. Ooh, happy ninetieth birthday, Matt. Doesn't grandma. listen to the show, but well, I really hope not. Though yeah. my grandma does, and that bothers me just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. should. But my grandma's young and hip. She's only she's only sixty nine. Wow. That's why, grandma, you're sixty nine. Oh God, what did yeah, I just do? I, yeah, I don't know, Casey. Well, I, uh, that's the end of today's. I broadcast. saw that coming. It's like, <laughs> Casey, don't do that. Don't do that. You're gonna regret that. And uh, yeah, instant regret right there. <laughs> yeah, that was. But yeah, I had uh, the 90th birthday party yesterday at the Legion, and there was a lot of people that showed up, so that was cool. And then ended up getting drunk last night on my patio, and uh, sounded like a lot of fun. It was good. And then we went to Dan's house with Peter, and okay. uh, they took me to Emma's then too. And then I'm like, "All right, it's time to go home, guys." I was the one that said that. What? <laughs> right after your Emma's, I figured you were home. Nope, nope. I wanted to go home. I had a long day. Granted, I can't. A long day at a birthday party. Can't so. see Pete and Zach as being responsible ones. <laughs> oh God, no, no, never. <laughs> no, yeah. Zach even wanted to do a shot last night. He, we did the mystery shot. It's in Orange Julius right now. Okay, well, that's not surprising. Last time you went out to Emma's with Zach. Oh yeah, he, he wanted, started ordering double vodkas. Yeah, double vodkas. What a weirdo. But <laughs> but then we got back to my apartment last night and uh, we fucking played uh, Minecraft. That was the first time I've ever even seen what the, I've seen. Oh, you've the, never played Minecraft? Nope. And uh, I had no clue what the fuck was going on because I was really drunk. So I just kept digging a hole and I kept digging a hole and just kept digging. You should. You can play that on your air. I should just give you my account info so you can play it. Oh, okay. But I just kept digging holes. Yeah. And then nighttime came, too, and Zach's like, Matt, you got to get to the shelter. I'm like, why? I'm just digging a hole. It's fine. And then all of a sudden, zombies came down and killed me. And I was like, wait, you can die in this game? <laughs> so I didn't realize there was an actual purpose to this. And then Peter took the reins of it with Zach for a while, and uh, he just he took all the crap that I dug out of the ground, and he started building a gigantic wait, tower to the, the is, sky. Is that when Pete texted me, hey, you need to come play Minecraft with us? Probably. Because that was only at like 10 o'clock last night. No, he was. we were talking about doing Minecraft around 10 o'clock last oh, okay. night. This right. was at like one thirty or something. All right. Okay, good. Yeah. I but mean, yeah, I was watching. We, that, that's when we finally got the X, the PlayStation 4 hooked up around that time. <laughs> but yeah, All then right. he started building a tower to the sky, and then he fell down and died. And then they'd tried to battle each other to see who could build a larger tower, like men usually do. Yep. You, know, you got to see who can build the largest uh, phallic structure. Yep. Well, there's a limit, a height limit in the game. Yep. 
You can well, only be so big. It. Then you have to go wider. Then they did not go high enough. Peter didn't understand digging at first. He was like digging with a flower. <laughs> that should it work. Taking, it, it it works, but it takes yeah. a lot longer than with an axe. Yeah, I can see that. It well, digging works better. You know, yeah, yeah, and then I was like, I can't see where anything is, and Zach came in from the ceiling, and I'm like, wait, you can do that? So I just started punching holes in the ceiling. <laughs> Man, I wish I could play Minecraft for the first time again now, <laughs> and I don't know if I'll play again. You should because it's amazing. It's a fun way to throw away a couple hours or more. Well, and that's that's the problem. I got to get uh, Minecraft set up, the uh, virtual reality Minecraft. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I could waste so much time in there just yeah. hunting trees in VR and then hunting pigs with yeah. a sword. All right. Uh, yeah, so this week I finally got my Rift. Uh, we're going to talk about that more later. Uh, we're uh, we're going to finally do part two of our VR discussion. I was hoping Pete would be here. He might still be. We'll see because um, he was here for part one. Uh, but Carlos was here for part one. I was here for part one. Matt was not, but we'll still make it work. Anyway, uh, besides that, uh, my buddy Jake made it back to town. Uh, he was in Kazakhstan for a year, and then oh. he showed up. Oh, that was the- a whole year? Yeah. Uh, he showed up. I thought, see, I didn't think he got back until June, but he ended up getting back uh, earlier this week. He got back on, like, Tuesday. Um, and so he was in town, and so we went and hung out and... I saw Sean for the first time in six months. Yep. He looks like a hobo. He does. Though, if he shaved, like, the the short, scruffy part, he would look like uh, uh, William Shakespeare. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got that shaggy hair that and half bald on the top. So yeah, yep. That may, yeah. He would look a lot like William Shakespeare. It's crazy. What happened to all his muscles? Oh, uh, those went away with uh, not working out. Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose. That's how that works. But yeah, he looks like a hobo. Oh, totally. Poor Sean. Sean, we still love you. <laughs> just, you look kind of like a hobo right now. And he'll just say, yeah, I know. Yep. And that's what he said. <laughs> that is what he said. Then we went and played beanbags. It was a great time. Got some Jimmy Johns. Lost Jake in the girls' bathroom. Yeah. Not really sure how that happened. Yeah, you called, it was like one thirty or something, he called me, Matt, what's open past 1 o'clock in a River Falls to eat? And I'm like, uh, Jimmy Johns is open till 3. I'm like serving drinks and stuff. I'm like, why the fuck is? Did he go to jail or something? Do I have to bail him out when I close up? The no, I'm here? just hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a Jimmy John's, and it you was did awesome when I got home. Good. Yeah. I'm glad it was a Lulu no tomato. Yeah, that's right. I got that. I got that right. And you texted me just to make sure. Yep. <laughs> well, I, I I was afraid it ended up being like an Italian one, and Italian's like my least favorite. Of oh no, Italian's the worst. Yeah, I can't stand it. Cold cuts and it. Ugh. Though I do like the uh, the gargantuan every once in a while, yep. I'll get that. Like if I'm feeling like just like a garbage day, get some gargantuan going on. I generally would substitute uh, sprouts instead of lettuce. Sprouts are pretty good. Sprouts are pretty good, but there's a whole like E. coli scare with sprouts for a while. I'm not gonna feel any fear for that. You should, because E. coli will kill you. It's a silly looking plant. I will eat that. <laughs> eat juice. It's a semen looking plant, but yeah, they're sprouts. I don't. I just know the. Yeah, but being like, a, if you look at a sprout, like yeah, it has I, I get head it. In the tail. I get it, but I'm thinking from because uh, I had them as a uh, like in second, third grade sprouts. We grew them in a classroom. Yeah, cool. did you eat them? We put them on Probably crackers with hot with a uh, hot sauce. So you basically just ate crackers and hot sauce with a crunch. 
No, you already had the cruncher. Why would you put sprouts on a cracker? I don't know. That's just what we did. Doesn't make any sense. And yet, that's what we did. It was elementary school. We had a we had we had a classmate in uh, in high school who every day would come in with a sprout and mayonnaise sandwich. See, that's I can understand boring. sprouts. Sprouts that sounds gross. Sprouts and cheese or something, but sprouts and mayonnaise. Yep, that's there may have been cheese on it, but I don't know. Uh, I well, just know there see, was sprouts and mayo. I'm just not a fan of like a mayo and a mayo sandwich every day. That's eh, no, just, and you can't do a mayo sandwich. Like I remember having sandwiches that consisted of white bread, American cheese, and mayo. And those were the worst. I remember I had a lot of sandwiches that... And consi- it wasn't even mayo, it was Miracle Whip. I remember a lot of sandwiches that consisted of yellow tortilla chips and cheese, and then, well, there was no sandwich, actually. There's just yellow tortilla chips and nacho cheese. But yeah. Isn't that just nachos on bread? There was no bread. I- oh, that's not a sandwich, then. You can't say that's a sandwich. Yeah. I take back the sandwich part. Yeah, that's just... <laughs> <laughs> that's just nachos. Yeah. That's I mean, shitty nachos, but... And yet, I ate them because, you know, I just sometimes... School lunch is just No, disgusting. no, no, there's nothing wrong with that, but why did you preface it with sandwich? Because I wanted then... You just wanted to fit in? I then wanted to describe the food I ate and then take back the sandwich part. That was literally the reason I did that. He he just forgot what he's saying. Do you remember all of the, uh, like, the the garlic bread things that we ate? In high school, pizza dunkers. No. no, they were like, uh, like it was like half a loaf of bread with cheese and just a shit ton of bread and garlic on. Oh, it. what they call cheese bread, right? Yeah, I remember it existing. I never partook of it. Yeah, and then it. the personal pizzas that they'd have every once in a while. That I would for take two bucks a piece. I would eat two of them. Oh man, high school. When you could eat anything and not gain any weight. Well, it's kind of, uh, I just would skip that school lunch a lot of the times. Like, sometimes I would only like that, that small platter of a couple of tortilla chips and cheese. That would basically be my meal most of the time. It subsist you for... Well, just because uh, most of the time uh, their f- food was disgusting. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, sure. that pizza is just atrocious. You know, Carlos, you could have asked Matt to hand you a glass. He's busy with a ruler and the top of his glass, so I didn't <laughs> yeah. want to. I know. didn't <laughs> want you to. You made it this whole him. production. <laughs> <laughs> and now he has an orc on top, so I mean, especially can't interrupt him now. Oh yeah, no. Now there's that. Now there's an orc. I have no idea where these figurines came from. I do. There was a Lord of the Rings board game. <laughs> Yeah, let's just break all my shit. <laughs> <laughs> my brother had a Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> he got a, a Lord of the Rings uh, board game fun. one year for Christmas. <laughs> and those instructions were rather complicated, so we never uh, You never played, played it. it. No. So you just played with the figurines? Yeah. That works. All right, so going around the table right now is a new beer from Toppling Goliath called Soul Hunter. Um, gone are the days of experimentation and test flights. As we voyage into the unknown, we rely on our skill and determination, guiding us safely to the promised land. Our goal is clear: pursue the sun and harvest. Uh, pursue the sun and harvest the power extracted from an uh, equinox. The task is large, but 
Hopes are high as we travel once more among the stars. So this is uh, their pale ale with Equinox hops. Um, and the label has a picture of an astronaut standing on Mars. With, with awesome gray font on it. Yep, uh, which is where the, the term soul hunter comes from. Uh, S-O-L, as in a day on Mars, like a soul on Mars. Have oh, you seen The Martian? I was thinking uh, soul as in S-O-U-L. S-O-L, as in oh, the, the soul, as in what we call our sun when we're that not maybe, it That may be, but it looks sun. very Martian landscape, so... I think it's both, because there's a giant sun in the So you're basically field. saying he's a star hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Carlos, what do you think of this beer? Well, I, we were talking about it, so I didn't, I didn't taste it. No, I was talking about it. Never mind. Uh, this, yeah, so... This actually has a nice, uh, crisp, refreshing taste to it. Uh, yep. Toppling Goliath is in... Decora, Iowa. We just made a trip down there uh, recently. It's an American Pale Ale coming in at five point two percent. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about the beer now? The the well, I said it was crisp and refreshing. Anything else? Yeah. No, because then I was rushing to get you out some words. So and then I gave you the words, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, anything else? But yeah, no, no. But then I I I tried to give you some more time. You were really. Carlos, we've done 161 episodes. How are we not in sync yet? It's a pretty good pale ale to it. I uh, that's. Yeah, do you I, re- I, do you remember um, pseudo Sue or light speed or no. any of those? Okay, I remember. I no, I remember. I drank them. You I don't have, remember anything about them? No, none all right. at all. Okay, but it's uh, it's nice. Uh, it's just a good solid pale ale. What hop aromas do you get? Like, what do you smell? Actually, there's not a whole lot of uh, hopper aromas I'm getting when okay. I'm uh, going for the scent. That might just be me. My nose is notoriously broken sometimes. All right. All right. Matt? It's a scent I recognize from somewhere in my life. I don't know what it is, though. Uh, it's interesting. I don't know. What other beers have this hop in it, the expose? The Equinox? The Equinox. Oh, man. I, I honestly don't know. Uh, it's... It's not one that you encounter a whole lot. Okay. Yeah, that might be why I'm really confused about the taste of it. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 decent. I don't know, I'm used to a lot of their other IPAs and pale ales that I just love so much that this one was like, whoa, throwing me off. But it's still good. Uh, Aroma-wise, I get almost like a cotton candy or a melon aroma. Like, it's very sweet and candy-like. I have to say, um, after all these episodes, I'm glad that I've yet to accidentally stick uh, stick my nose in my beer while I'm yeah, smelling. Right. Oh, I've done that. It's not good. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, pro tip: if you're smelling a beer, don't inhale the beer through your nose. <laughs> uh, Flavor wise, um, it tastes like they're pale ale, but there's a weird aftertaste that from the Equinox hop that I'm not yeah. sure I care for. More floral, kind of. Yeah, like no, it's it's very fl- like. I'm not a big fan of like citra and floral type hops. See, yeah. I don't, I don't mind that aftertaste. So yeah. I, I, I really like the aroma, and I really like the upfront flavors. Yeah. Uh, but the the back end, I could do without. But as this beer warms up, uh, that back end starts to fade a little bit, and you get more of the, um, like the candy melon flavors right up front. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Carlos. Out of out out of ten. Well, I think it's a pretty good uh, pale ale, but you see, the thing is, with being a uh, pale ale, is it kind of starts blending in with all the other pale ales I've ever had. So it's not super memorable. Like, 
it's different. I'll give it that, but it's not super memorable. But I'll give it a uh, a seven. A seven? Okay. Uh, I was really hoping to love this one because this art's the coolest thing ever. Uh, I'll give it a six and a half. So out of just because I'm curious, out of the TG Paleos that you've had, which one's your favorite? Uh, what Paleos are, are they? I, IPAs and Paleos mixed um, together. All right, so I got Pompeii, uh, Intergalactic, uh, Warrior, uh, Lightspeed, Pseudo Sue. Um, I didn't like Lightspeed really. See, and that one I love. I love Falconer's Flight. And isn't isn't uh, Pompeii an IPA? Or is that a paleo? Uh, Pompeii is a paleo. It's the same base. Oh, really? Yep. Well, Pompeii is a lot better than this one. Uh, yeah, pseudo Sue and Pompeii. I think, at least I think so anyway. Hang on. Pompeii. I mean, it might be classified as an IPA, but let's double check. I don't know. They all kind of they blur. Like yep. Uh, no, that one is IPA, but it's 5.5%. Oh, okay. So it's, I mean, it's the same base because this was 5.2, so this one could be considered an IPA as well. Yeah, uh, Pompeii and uh, Pseudo Sue are my two favorite. That's okay. for sure. Yeah, no, Pompeii. Fresh. I tried the Freelander or Zlander. The Zlander. Yep, they just did uh, Fresh Zlander too. That's what uh, I tried with uh, Peter yesterday. I didn't really like that one. I think that I don't know what the hops are in that one. It's on the fridge, so we must have had it on the show at some point. Um. Oh, that one's just uh, Salvin from uh, New Zealand. Nelson Salvin. That's a good hop, though. I had Zealander in a while. I should pick up a bottle before it's gone. Oh, poor Pete. He's going to miss out on the beer. Pete has already had both of these. Oh, well. Because we bought them at the same time. He's going to miss out on more beer. There is that. There is that. Though we have another whole growler of beer that we're going to try. We're going to do that after the news, I think. Yeah, that's not, not a bad idea. Yeah. All right. Um, what'd you give it, Matt? Uh, six and a half. Six and a half. I'm gonna give this a. God, I really like the aroma. Like, I really like the aroma. I'm gonna give it a nine. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, this beer is very good. Um, the aroma is amazing. The initial flavor backs it up, and as it warms up, or I drink more, that. Uh, <laughs> That that back end that I would didn't care for kind of fades away, and I could drink this beer all day. It's great. I, I feel bad giving it a low rating. No, don't time. don't feel bad. You just don't care for it. That's fine. The art's so fucking cool. Oh, the it art's is. amazing. Yeah. I I wish I knew who TG's artist was, because some of their labels are the coolest labels I've ever seen. Like the one that has a fucking uh, Power Ranger on it. That's Intergalactic Warrior. Yeah. It looks like a Power Ranger. <laughs> no, it looks like an Intergalactic Warrior, man. If that's how you describe a Power Ranger, then sure. You're right. That is how you describe a Power Ranger, isn't it? Uh, it's not how I would describe a Power How Ranger. would you describe a Power Ranger? Somebody in a silly uh, costume with a colorful costume and then a, like a bike, uh, not bicycle helmet, but a motorcycle helmet. So a silly costume and a motorcycle helmet becomes a Power Ranger. Yeah. How would you describe an intergalactic warrior? Just like that. Except with uh, still the colorful costume. So, yeah, just like that. <laughs> so what's the difference between a Power Ranger and an intergalactic warrior? Literally nothing. I guess. I mean, when you put it that way. 
When you put it that way, you're right. I know. When I when I prove you wrong, I'm right. You don't <laughs> didn't really prove me wrong. I just gave up and said, "All right, that all right, that's conceivable. I could see yeah, that." That doesn't sound like you at all. Giving up. Well, in no, an argument. I'm, I'm saving my uh, my righteous wrath for later. Oh, okay. And now the Department of Defense presents news with Casey. That's me. Do you ever get tired of doing the? That's me. No, it's, it's part of the bit that's now. Me? Uh, yeah. That's me. That's how that works. Yeah. So you, you never, ever get tired of being an ass? Never. Never. All right. Good. As a matter of fact, it comes natural to me now. <laughs> that's kind of how it is with this me. All right. <laughs> oh wait, hang on, Pete. Oh shit, just got done cleaning. Gonna what? Is Pete coming? That is that is what I'm trying to figure out. All right. Nope, he's not. All right. No, he is not. All right. No Peter today. No beer for him. No beer for Pete. All right. A Florida microbrewery has created an edible six-pack ring that, if it ends up in the ocean, can be safely eaten by marine life. Saltwater Brewery in Delray Beach, Florida, teamed up with the advertising firm uh, We Believers to produce the biodegradable rings as an alternative to to the plastic version uh, that can ensnare fish, turtles, and seabirds. Uh, plastic rings can also be fatal to animals that eat them, uh, even when the rings are cut. So, like, this was a big thing back uh, late 90s, early 2000s, and maybe even later. Uh, That's just when I was in elementary school hearing about it. Yeah. Uh, And uh, they were, like, uh, the rings were getting stuck around sea turtles' necks and strangling them. Something crazy like that, and that's no, what it would. They would. They just really like necklaces. When they're a baby, and then it grows out, and then it squishes the shell down, so it's skidding in the middle. That's one of the things. Oh, okay. There's multiple things that. There's way. a few things that terribly terrible. Things Did you that see happen. the video of this this new uh, six pack? I have not. No. Oh, it's really cool. Yeah, they show the turtle just eating it, and it biodegrades because it's made of barley and wheat. Oh, oh I just. But does it. it hold up very well? Like if it gets wet? I don't know. I assume because I mean, if I have one of those rings and I throw it in a cooler, I want to be able to pick it up later. I don't know. I assumed it was made of seaweed. Why did it be made of seaweed? Because it's going to be going back to the ocean. That's that's the whole reasoning I had there. I had no more. <laughs> it was no deeper than that. No deeper reasoning. I just assumed it was made of seaweed. Because why? I kind of want you to be a scientist in charge of making things, you like th- yeah. new things. I would just use because you would you would take this idea like somebody would come to you and be like hey sea turtles keep getting caught in these rings we need to make them out of a new material that if it accidentally gets thrown in the ocean will be okay for the sea turtles I'd be like seaweed man yeah why duh it makes perfect sense you just I mean- tie it around the tops of each bottle. Yeah, but it it doesn't support the weight of a beer. It doesn't matter. No, but you, yeah, I know you don't just generally. It's not just weave it. <laughs> it's not fucking leaves Make a of seaweed. <laughs> It'd be like processed seaweed. I don't know, kind of like seaweed and soy has been compressed into a, a holder for cans. What? Yeah. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Seaweed and soy. That's just. I'm just throwing in more things that could possibly go in the ocean. Except, you know, generally soy does not go, but it could probably go in the ocean just fine. What? 
I don't. Just, I don't see what's confusing. No, I'm trying to figure out how you got from just seaweed because people eat to both. seaweed and soy people and compressing seaweed. them into a holder. Well, probably because you won't go straight to seaweed. Oh, that's what the video. The uh, barley and wheat it was coming from uh, the mash afterwards or the wort afterwards or whatever okay. that they usually just end up throwing out. They would. Oh, ma- yeah. They make I it am. out of that. <clears throat> Using leftover barley and wheat remnants from the brewing process, Saltwater Brewery engineered a ring that's strong enough to support the weight of six beers. It's more expensive to produce than plastic, but its backers hope its competitors and big-time brewers will adopt the technology and make it cheaper if ever- for everyone to use. They could also make it off saltwater taffy. No, you can't make it out of saltwater taffy. It'll Why? stretch. Nobody wants to fucking eat that shit. Okay, saltwater taffy is delicious! Might as well just use it for holding the bottles together. Unless it's black so saltwater taffy. Because fuck I that. I don't think that's a... That can't be a real thing. That is a thing. Tastes like black licorice and it's saltwater taffy and it's the worst. Black licorice is already terrible. Why would somebody make something else like black licorice? Because some people like black licorice. And a lot of people like saltwater taffy because it's amazing. Everybody likes red licorice unless you know it's red vines, in which case that's just disgusting. And you should just... Be sad. You know, I oscillate between be Twizzlers person. and Red Vines. I, you know, I want to know uh, how many times we've talked about Twizzlers and Red Vines on the show. <laughs> Way too Not many. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough times. Why? Where? Where do you fall? Uh, it doesn't matter. Oh, it, it matters. doesn't matter. No, it really doesn't. If somebody has either one, well, if they have Red Vines, I'll actually go and reach for the Red Vines before I go for Twizzlers. That's disgusting. But see, red vines have the bigger hole in the middle, so you can use them as a straw better. Yeah. that's And I I like that they aren't, like, tough like a Twizzler. I like that they're soft. Twizzlers are leather tough, but Twizzlers are also the classic road trip snack. And what about the fact that red vines have that... I so bored with both of them, so I don't really What about the fact that red vines have that horrible, horrible taste to them? I like that about What about the pole and peel ones? Those are fun. Yeah, all right. We can all get it behind that those are the best. Yep. See, that has the consistency of a red vine to the pull and peel. So, that's why. Only if you eat the entire thing as one thing. No, even when you take it out. If you pull them apart, they have more the consistency of a Twizzler. No, because they're still soft. They're soft. I think my me- general Unless method. Unless you let them sit out for a bit. My general yeah. method for eating Twizzlers consisted of just shoving them in my mouth. Yeah, no, Carlos is. Oh, wait. He thinks a Twizzler is just. Like the entire bag, and so like he opens it up and eats it like a candy bar. Oh, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed uh, just pulling the the twi- the uh, twizzers apart when you because it would pull off in the spiral, and then you shove that in your mouth, and then you just keep pulling that. No, until they don't, you're they out don't twizzlers. pull off in a spiral. Well, because they they uh, they they go. To, some of them are like well, some of them like turn are curved. They they twist them. So when don't worry about it. Just yep, don't you're worry. About crazy. It. No. Do you understand what he's talking nope. about? Don't worry about it. Because they're flat on one side, aren't they? They are. Well, I thought they th- are literally flat on one but side. But weren't some of them like uh, twisted? Oh, if you had the pull and peels, they yeah, did. That's what they, I'm talking no, about. they did. They did do the twisted pull and peels that had two flavors mixed together. Yeah, it was like fruit punch and something else. Yeah, and those were awesome. So you're talking about pull and peels over there, Carlos? Yeah, okay. those are not Twizzlers. Those are. I mean, they're Twizzler branded. Yeah, but they're not Twizzlers. Twizzlers. They're still Twizzlers. No, no, no. Twizzlers are the standard red licorice Twizzlers. That had multiple flavors. No. no. Yeah, they did. They had cherry, too. Well, which they no, no, no. Wait, no. Which, which, is, which is the red? The red is cherry. No, the There's a strawberry. strawberry. No, no, the pink is strawberry. The red is cherry. Mm, I don't know. 
Well, either way, Carlos was thinking of pulling peels while we were thinking yeah. of Twizzlers. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I thought they were Pink is strawberry. No, they're both. I just looked it up. Well, you're wrong. You mean Twizzlers itself is wrong? Yes. That's exactly what I am saying. You guys remember Laffy Taffy? Oh, my God, those jokes. They were the best. Well, I'm sorry. I'm talking about, like, the the giant bars of, like, just not the small Laffy Taffy's, like, the giant bars that, like, uh, I remember Watermelon had, like, the actual like kind of like watermelon taffy, seeds on top. Eat saltwater taffy. Wait, what? Uh, there's like the uh, the giant uh, stru- uh, watermelon uh, laffy taffy blocks. There's kind of like a candy bar except all laffy taffy. That sounds terrible. And like it had like it wasn't actually watermelon seeds on top, but it would ha- it had something on top that was kind of like the. Consistency. You know what's better than laffy taffy? Airheads. No. Yeah. It's pretty. Pl- those are pretty plain. Ah, uh, those are pretty amazing. Those are pretty tart. And you might as well be. No, those are warheads. No, those are still pretty tart. Oh, okay. you might as well be eating now and later's. Uh, that's a completely different subject. Now and later's are great because they change your tongue colors. So does pretty much every colored candy. Yeah, no, but now and later's were supposed to change your tongue colors. That was their whole thing. Oh, way to go, them, huh? <laughs> they did a good job. Wow, way tongue. to patronize a candy. Yeah. The only person who could make a candy sound like a jerk. I'm glad that I made the candy <laughs> sound like a jerk and not myself. <laughs> Sometimes All right, why like, are we talking about candy? I don't remember. We're going to talk about pizza now. One Pizza Hut in London is launching a one-day trial of a pizza that will incorporate craft beer into its dough next Friday. According to Pizza Hut UK... We know that craft beers are really popular right now, and we're celebrating this not by just adding craft beers to our menus, but by adding this to our pizza dough, which, I mean, is not a bad idea. Like, beer bread is great. Yeah. I don't th- like. I feel like beer uh, pizza dough, I don't know if you'd actually be able to taste a real difference. I think they should but instead be focusing on making, like, craft pizza, pizza that, like, maybe tastes like it was crafted no. well. Well, I, I have a feeling like their version of craft beer is beer made by Anheuser-Busch that has the craft label on it. So, like, <laughs> like Blue Moon. There's no craft cheese on it, though. Is there? No, no, there probably is only craft cheese All on right. it. That's the problem. See, but that's... Craft with a K. That's why I would assume it was, like, made in America, but this was uh, in England, right? Yes. So I don't know what to expect yes. in that case. All right. <coughs> Maybe they have better Pizza Huts. I doubt it, but they could. In order to get the special craft beer pizza, customers will have to utter the secret code phrase. All right, just what do you think the secret code phrase is? I do not know. Just take a guess. Think of the cheesiest beer line that you could do with pizza. I ha- I'm drawing a blank. All right, Matt. Uh, who spilt the beer? No, it's. I like it hop. Oh. Yeah. It's I like it hop, guys. That is the code phrase. That's pretty bad. That makes me sad for them. Could, Maybe they, should, they could say know. beer me, but that would be confusing because I think that I'd want a beer actually delivered with my pizza in that case. Well, I think you can only get it in the store because they're serving worse. beer with it. Oh. Well, all right. Yeah. Which, do, do Pizza Huts in the state serve beer? Maybe I don't know. I haven't eaten at a pizza hut in years. I don't think they do. 
I don't know. They should and make their beer or their pizza more tolerable. I would not. Pizza eat. It looks like a shoe or something. Oh, you see, a beer pizza. Yeah, beer infused pizzas from Pizza Hut. You see, I wouldn't eat inside a pizza on purpose at all. Not on purpose. Pizza Hut. Yeah, they had a Pac-Man machine for a while to keep Britain's beer lovers. No, I would not eat inside it on purpose. Pizza. I don't care if they had five different Pac-Man. If they machines. if they had five Pac-Mans, I don't I don't care. Yeah, don't need to deal with that. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> if it's successful, uh, they'll roll it out to 270 different Pizza Huts in the UK. Uh, there's no word if uh, the pizza will make its way stateside. Would you guys order a craft craft beer pizza from Pizza Hut? I think I would just to try it. Yeah, I'd probably try it. I wouldn't it. order one of these two that they have on here. This one has corn on it. What's wrong with corn on a pizza? I only had it when I was in Japan, but it wasn't bad. But it just looks like a disgusting pizza. It's the steak feast in the American hot. What's wait? What's on the steak feast? I don't know. I just see pictures of them. All right, no, all right. So, do you know what? Guess looking at them, which one's the American hot? Because I want to know what the UK think is a, thinks is an American hot pizza. So we got the steak feast. And well, obviously, the steak feast is the one with all the steak on it, and the American hot is the one with all the jalapenos, peppers on it, and corn. Oh, so it's North American hot. So it's basically a Mexican pizza. Looks like it. Why don't they just call yeah, it a Mexican hot, pizza? It looks like there's jalapenos on there and uh, well, maybe syrup. You see, Mexico is part of the Americas. Chilies. So in this case, it's it's still fine. No, I know it's fine, but we don't call it an American hot. That's right, because we assume that if somebody's talking about America, they're talking about the United States. And it has eagle meat on it. And also it's because of eagles are eagles are speaking to us. Not eagles. Eagles generally don't speak. Generally. Generally. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you qualified that. There's a Muppet that's an eagle. Yeah, Sam the Eagle. Yeah. He does speak. He does. It's pretty great. All right, we got one more story for today. And this one, um, there's a picture component, so I'm going to post it. To I'm going to post the link to the article to Facebook right now while we're going to talk about it here, uh, so you guys can check it out. All right. Um, but let me get the. Uh, they are transporting a uh, one of the fuel uh, canisters for a space shuttle yeah. through downtown LA right now. <laughs> that sounds um, like a poor choice on their part. It is. It is amazing. It's it's just great to see. All right, uh, so it's on Facebook, uh, which is why I want to talk about it. So uh, <clears throat> they're displaying uh, this fuel tank with the Space Shuttle Endeavor. Uh, and the tank, which was never used in a mission, is the last flight-qualified Space Shuttle external tank in existence. Uh, and they have to take it through downtown L.A. on the back of uh, a truck. Yeah. And just look at this picture of it on a freeway overpass. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Oh, no, it's insane. So to get some scale of this, it's as tall as a 15-story building. Wow. And they're dragging it through downtown on a truck. So traffic, which is already horrible yeah. in L.A., is at a standstill where they're dragging this thing to the museum. Do you guys think it's worth it? Like sure. to to inconvenience millions of people to drag any opportunity to inconven- inconvenience <laughs> millions is a good opportunity to take. It's probably like a parade though, aren't there people watching it on the street? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the people on the underneath the bridge are like going, "What the fuck is going on here?" 
Why are they carrying a giant carrot? <laughs> it's like the weenie mo- weenie mobile. Yeah. Well, so they they also have to think move... about. You could do a movie about them about people transporting it through no, the whole no. city. Yeah, no. In in order to move this tank, the crews. Uh, the crews following it and moving it, uh, like preparing the route, have to move utility lines, street lights, and traffic lights. That's a lot, lot of work. To yeah, go through. no, they. <laughs> this this move is costing them like thousands and thousands of dollars. <laughs> that thing's fucking huge. See, if it was smaller, no, it's massive. If it was smaller, I'd say oh, just fucking airlift it. But it's kind of large. No, they, they can't. And like they've brought it as far as they can with a barge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But they just can't bring it any farther. Sixty-six thousand pounds is how much it weighs. It's it's a massive, massive thing. Um, and when they, when they brought the shuttle itself, the shuttle uh, is one hundred and twenty-two feet uh, long. The tank is one hundred and fifty-four feet. And they had to close. They had to close down less stuff for the shuttle because well, it wasn't nearly as uh, as tall. Yeah. Well, also they got to put the canister on top of a semi truck, basically. So, well, they had to do the same thing with the shuttle. Like, here's them bringing the shuttle through. Yeah, I guess so. Can't you see like them doing a movie though, like kind of like Panapple Express or something, where like they they have to transport this giant thing through the whole city, and like then they make a wrong turn, and they're stuck. And it's stuck. They're like, oh no, what do we I do? Guess this is where it stays. <laughs> there's there's one of those walkways. Oh god, there's a walkway. We don't have enough clearance. We have to keep going. We oh can't God. stop fast enough as they're uh, creeping along at like two miles an hour. It takes the whole walkway out. It just breaks apart. Yeah. So as as soon as the science museum in L.A. got the uh, the shuttle Endeavor, yeah. they found out that there was there was one remaining tank left, and they're like, "What if we can conven- inconvenience more L.A. people?" But like, do they? How do they have enough room for this? I don't know. They just do. Yeah, like, this road is fucking stupid too that they're going on. Oh yeah, no, it doesn't make any there sense. We go left, we go right, we go left, we go right, we go right. Oh, we gotta do a sharp right. Oh, we go left, we go right, we go left. And then we, we gotta go right. turn around and do it all oh, over again. Oh my god. Uh, no, it's. I mean, I, I completely understand why they would want it. It's a huge part of Americana, but why not keep it at like Kennedy, or <laughs> or in Houston. Like, either one of those would be a better choice than L.A. I mean, yeah, L.A. has JPL, which is is awesome, and they developed a lot of the technology for this. Yeah. But they all launched out of Kennedy, or, well, actually, they all launched out of Kennedy. But, so why wouldn't you want them there? I don't know. They like to inconvenience lots of people, which is understandable. Oh, totally understand. As Eric Dolan would say on the Los Angeles Times, great, spending tens of thousands of tax dollars in a public debacle to move a piece of obsolete material from a giant taxpayer-funded debacle or whatever. Only in L.A. would we celebrate this kind of buffoonery. Okay, first of all, the the shuttle program was not a debacle. Did he really call it a debacle? Oh, he wow. just called the shuttle program a debacle. That motherfucker <laughs> is an asshole. Yeah, he's the shuttle a, he's program a was a massive success. Yeah, this guy says, right, Eric Dolan, the, let's just pretend that America's historical achievements never existed. Yeah. How many shuttle missions do you think there were? The California Space Science... There was 135 
individual shuttle missions. In that time, how many catastrophic fa- catastrophic failures did we have? Two. Two. That is an amazing track record. Yeah. And each shuttle uh, had a crew of what nine astronauts. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so you have 135 uh, shuttle missions times nine, and we lost 18 astronauts, which is a tragedy, but is goddamn ridiculous, especially if you look at the Apollo missions. Yeah. Look at how many astronauts, like, we did 17 Apollo missions. Let's not even think about the Russian missions. We don't talk about that. That's that's like... They, 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 they're sending garbage cans into space. Every time one of their cosmonauts died, they were erased from history. <laughs> Let's put it that way. They, there's like there's pictures that like as like the years go by, there's less and less people in these pictures as they like use the they Photoshop to make them go away. <laughs> yeah, <it's- laughs> no, but calling the shuttle missions like a debacle is is an insult to American ingenuity. Yeah. Not even just America, like human ingenuity. What a dick. Yeah, I'm mad at this guy. I mean, yeah, I understand being frustrated that they're spending thousands to transport this. Transport this, because that doesn't make any goddamn sense. No, it does not. But to call the shut, like to call it the shuttle missions, that's a problem. I kind of want to watch something space themed now. Me too. Yeah. Let's watch The Martian. I'm not going to watch The Martian. Let's watch Apollo thir- or Apollo eleven. I something more or Apollo thirteen. No, I'm going to watch something more long-winded than that. I have. A, I know what I'm going to watch. I'll be, what are I'll you going to watch? Interstellar. It's called Space Brothers. Oh, yeah. what's Space Brothers? It basically consists of somebody trying to become an astronaut, and it's like over eighty episodes. What if we watch Gattaca? That's a pretty good movie, if I remember correctly. But I, that was a while ago. They, they, they had a piano player. They had like. Uh, 12 fingers, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, and the entire point of it is when a guy wanted to be an astronaut, but he wasn't bred to be an astronaut, so he couldn't be an they, astronaut. Yeah, they didn't ha- give him designer jeans. I'm talking about, like, uh, not literally, like, jeans. I'm talking about, like, yeah, genetic jeans. Yeah, I know, I know. You you weren't talking about JNCOs, Jenkos. Remember those from the 90s? GMOs? No, 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 JNCO. Jenko jeans. I don't know what that is. I I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to show you. You don't know Jinko jeans? No. Is that guy wearing a skirt? <laughs> no, he's wearing Jinkos. <laughs> That's. And then there's the Fubu. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> the '90s man. That's a fucking skirt. It and Jinko stands for Judge None, Choose One. Yep. And then there's the FUBU for us by us. Did that one's like turn no. into a chair instead? No, those were the ones that black people wore. So the same except maybe more pockets. Yes. All right. Well, granted, actually. Oh God, I forgot. That sounds all about, racist. I forgot <laughs> all about these Jinko. These are like Juggalo pants right <laughs> you here. Know, Jinkos are ridiculous. <laughs> so are the Jinkos the uh, the the ones that were fighting against the FUBUs or something? <laughs> 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 oh, Jenkos were the most popular. <laughs> enough pockets to belong in a Final Fantasy game. And it just like it was like six yards of extra fabric. <laughs> like you could build the tent out of that shit. Maybe feed a family did. of four. I don't think you can off feed the denim. Uh, I, you can't really feed people. Why not jeans? People say they eat shoes all the time. People don't actually say they eat the shoes. 
People say that they could eat the shoes, and I don't think there's any nutritional value in eating the leather. Oh, probably not. Not at all. And especially since most shoes aren't made out of leather, it's probably even worse. That would just kill <laughs> these them. Are, these are FUBU sports jeans. FUBU sports? <laughs> How the fuck you are is gonna that a trip? <laughs> is it? <laughs> so we're looking at this picture of jeans. Uh, go ahead and post it to the Facebook page if you can. Uh, they are like the ass of the jeans is literally down to the knees. Uh, so yeah, for us by us versus Jinko. <laughs> Although if they're engineered so you can still run while wearing them, that's pretty impressive. I don't believe you can still run while wearing them, but if you could, people think like, oh, that person's slow because they have their jeans by their uh, knees. But nope, if they can just blast off running. They Got to probably, blast off. Yeah. At the speed of light. At the speed of light. All right. So that wraps up uh, the newest segment for today. Um, after, you know, about a half hour. We got that there good. Go. All right. Uh, we have one more beer going around the table before we talk about our discussion topic for the day. Here you go, Matt. Oh, okay. We had this one last week at Pitchfork, right? Yes, we did at the Spring Fest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it is the Sugar Shack Maple Lager. Um, it's a seasonal lager uh, that's copper copper colored, hopped with fuggle hops, and has a nice balance of malt hops and maple uh, wood characteristic uh, from a local local maple syrup. So the maple syrup that he uses in this is the same maple syrup that we used in our Texas Brunch Stout, um, which. Still have a few bottles left of. All right, all right. Uh, so it's like a it's a darker maple syrup. Uh, it's basically grade B is what they call it. So it's long chain sugar, so the maple stands out a little bit more. Okay. Could definitely smell something in that. Yeah. Uh, this one came in at uh, I want to say seven percent. Uh, so like Vienna Lager. Uh, the f- the first thing I think of when I think of Vienna Lager is, like, Dos Equis Amber is the one that comes to mind. And this is not like that. No, no. Uh, this is um, a lot sweeter, a lot maltier. Uh, finishes <coughs> a bit drier. Granted, Dos Equis with Mexican food is fucking fantastic. Dos Equis. Dos Equis. There's a Mexican place nearby that has, like, gigantic tall glasses you can get. I think that's every Mexican place. Do they at all of them? Except for the one in town. <sighs> that's disappointing. I, I only. Know. I'm only... I just know that uh, Azul has it. Uh, full disclosure, I did not pay anything for this growler. So, But didn't you put your time in for that quiz thing? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I just, full disclosure. Oh, I know, I know. Yep. I have to do that with every Pitchfork beer because they're my local. And yeah. so I always, they're graded on a curve. I'm sorry, guys. I try not to. That's I can't grade on a curve because I can never remember where my curve is. Yes. All right, what do you think? Well, it's pretty good. I mean, I did have uh, at least one, possibly two of these uh, last week. I like the taste. Uh, I did not know that it was a Vienna lager. Do you pick up any maple? I think I got some sugar in there. I think I get a little bit, just a little bit of maple. I think a little bit in the aftertaste, like, some, like on the along the tongue. All right, that's all I got to okay. say about this one, Matt. Uh, this is your first time having this beer, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
So yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to taste the maple in there. I don't know. Ignoring the maple, what do you think about the beer? Uh, it's all right. It's a little. I'm trying to smell it, but I can't because I smelled the hops in our last beer in there still. Oh, okay. Uh, it's it's good. All right. Um, I don't have much to say about it. Yeah. So I get like a uh, from the maple. Uh, it's like a burnt caramel almost. Yeah, there's a toasty something. Yeah, there. yeah. Uh, because like they use the they use the longer chain stuff, which is the stuff that's been in the kettle. Like the when they're make when they're reducing the maple syrup, it's been in the kettle longer, so it gives you almost like a burnt, mm. a burnt caramely flavor. Uh, so that really comes through in the aftertaste of this beer mm. for me. Notes burnt came out a bit more flavor. when I was drinking it, more of a sweet. Yeah, um, I really like the color. The aroma, it smells like his straight-up Vienna lager, which he's only done once, which was amazing. And uh, I brought in a bunch of limes, and he told me to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I knew would happen, because I brought it in as a joke. But yeah. <laughs> as soon as he put a Vienna lager on, I'm like, I got to bring in a bunch of limes. And you know what? You came out ahead, because you also got a bunch of limes then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely... Uh, sweeter, but it has that like that toasted caramel back end, which you don't really expect. Yeah, uh, this is a beer I can have one, maybe two glasses of, and then I gotta let it sit for a while. Yeah, I couldn't see how this one would be better warmer, actually. Yeah, I let it warm up a little bit. Then the the maple would come out a lot. So that more. scent definitely comes out as it warms up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, pretty good. What do you give it out of ten? I don't know a whole lot about Vienna lagers, but I'm going to give it a seven and a half. We usually don't go on what we know about the beer, but how we how we feel about it. Yeah, but yeah, I like it. I like some of the other ones last week more than yep. uh, this one when we got, were at the Pitchfork uh, Spring Fest. What one did you like the best there? No longer remember. <laughs> you should not be surprised. I don't remember. No, I am not actually at all. How was that walk home? You, I think it was. <laughs> It didn't go very well because I was kind of far. It was. But it was we talked about that. Far. We talked about that. Uh, Matt. Uh, I remember we ta- I had the Vienna lager. You brought a growler of it home, didn't you, that one time? Yep. Did we you? tried that on the I show. Did. Yeah. Yeah. And it tasted like bread. That was that the number one amazing. thing I got out of it. I didn't like I it. want some fresh bread now. <laughs> this one I like. It's uh, Yeah, I'll give it a seven and a half. Seven. seven. Don't you kind of want some fresh Italian bread now? Seven point three five. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. Um, I really like this beer, but I can't drink a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of those things that I'm glad they only do it once a year. Yeah. Uh, because it's it's a fun treat for uh for spring, like when the syrup is starting to go, because you get that maple character, but it's like a uh, almost like a maple candy. Like I don't know if you, if you ever had like one of those like hard maple candies. I probably have at some point. Okay, it it feels it, it almost tastes like the back end tastes like that to me. All right. Um. So I, like I did that maple definitely comes through, and I think the Vienna Lager is a good uh like counterpoint to that. So you get the sweetness along with like the burnt caramel. Do you know how many maple trees die so you can have your maple candy? Zero None. of them. Probably at least one for each of them. No. Why? No. They don't. If they killed the maple trees, they wouldn't have any maple syrup next year. Yeah. It's a terrible tragedy. Which is why they don't kill the maple trees. <laughs> like, no, I know you hate trees, but you like maple syrup. It's okay. 
Actually, no, you, I probably, think, you probably just like Mrs. Butter's Yeah, I think I which really is, prefer the artificial stuff. <laughs> which is just corn syrup I with know. maple flavoring. That's, that's probably not. Actually, I've had straight up corn syrup on uh, pancakes before. It is a thing. Yeah. I think it's disgusting. It, it you know, as I think back, like, oh yeah, looking back at my childhood, that's probably not good. Just have straight up corn yeah, syrup. Kelsey's on aunt uses like a whole fucking thing of that of corn syrup on her pancakes. That sounds terrible. I know. When I wanted to puke while I was eating breakfast with her one one day, <laughs> I was like, "What? What? Are, uh, what are you doing to my pancakes?" No, they weren't to mine. They were to her own plate of pancakes. And, I was and like, you wanted to puke just looking at her no. pancakes because just she just took the clear corn syrup and was like, yeah. bloom, 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 bloom. "You gotta go with Mrs. Oh, Butterworth." Didn't have enough, so I have to keep. Po- I was like, "Oh, Mrs. Butterworth's extra buttery." Yeah, but where did they get the butter? I assume because it's not real butter. I assume they melted. Why would you get Mrs. Butterworth's extra buttery? Just put a stick of butter on it if you want. Oh, I do. I do. In addition to the extra buttery. Yeah. If you guys want to watch something really entertaining, uh, I take a shot of maple syrup uh, on pancakes with Casey. Uh, So if you look at one of those episodes. Yeah. It was a bad idea. Don't do that. Or just don't. Ever. Was it a shot of the beer? It would, no, it was bourbon maple. Just just bourbon maple. Yep. Right. Yeah, it was the Jim Beam bourbon maple syrup. Don't do that. Yeah, I would not just have don't. Uh, recommended it. I don't know who recommended it. It wasn't me. It may have been me. Yeah, it probably was you. Yep. All right. Discussion topic for today, now that we've done, we're done talking about the beer. Virtual reality, now and the future. So you guys have all had a chance to try VR for the first time. Uh, besides the Gear VR. So we've talked about what we thought our impressions would be. We've talked about our impressions of the Gear VR, which is the cell phone portable VR. And now we've tried the Rift, which is the quote-unquote true VR for this generation of of technology. So, like, this year. I want to know your guys' impressions and where you think think it'll go in the future it was pretty cool i'm really bad at driving the car in 3d but i'm also pretty bad at racing games in general so you know that kind of goes with the territory uh but it was pretty cool it was a little odd though to see uh i kind of want like hand controllers like uh so i have like a virtual hand in the actual game yep Uh, i think i look forward to that because that's gonna definitely happen in the in the that'll be in the next six months Yeah. yeah Just because, like, being able to actually move your hands and, like... Because it was weird, like, using a controller and, like, seeing my hands move. It's like I have this extra set of hands that's just sticking out of my chest. Which sounds really useful. Which would be really (laughs) cool. I wish I had, like, uh, four arms. Well, four literal arms, not actual four. I have four arms. Two (laughs) forearms, technically. But... (laughs) Oh! He's got he's got multiple arms, Casey. No, he has two forearms. Yeah, two forearms. Did you not catch that? Oh, <laughs> you also have two forearms. Yep. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure everybody at the table has uh, two forearms. Yep, we do. <laughs> but yeah, I think it would be pretty cool having being able to actually interact with you. Like there was the uh, rock climbing uh, simulator yep. too. I think that'd be a lot better with like actual gloves because it looked like it was kind of com- uh, weird to control it with. Uh, yeah, controllers. it's gaze based. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it was really interesting to play it, uh, playing Project Cars and crash into all the walls. And you o- did you only play Project Cars? 
Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, like, uh, oh, I, I think I tried some. I uh, no, I think I only remember pro- right. uh, Project Cars. Okay. I couldn't remember. Yeah. There was yeah. But it was re- really cool. I think uh, I forgot that uh, when you're actually driving a car, you generally aren't. Even if you're trying to speed up, you generally aren't holding the gas all the way down. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not. Because I was kind of flying all over the place. That's true. You you went you went from zero to all the way down, like <laughs> pedal to the floor immediately. Well, I just assumed that's the way you go. Surprised your engine didn't explode. I don't think that happens in real life. Yeah, no, it can't. Would, it would happen to me. I, I would have probably accomplished it at some point in time. Wait, no, actually, the way you drive, you might just put your pedal to the ground. I don't actually put my pedal I've to the ground. I felt you accelerate. Yeah, that's hard. That's a V8. It accelerates pretty well. Eh, I don't think it should accelerate like that. I, I don't put it down all the way down. Okay. Or more than a half at, at all, any time, right. if I can help it. So where do you think uh, VR is going in the future? More of that. Well, I really look forward to, uh, like, well, we already have the headset. Now we have, we'll have the gloves. I'm sure, like, and yep. pretty. But the problem is going to be incorporating them into other games, because then you have to worry about compatibility. That's going to be the big thing with. So, uh, do you, VR you, do you think gaming's the future of VR? Do you think it's film? Do you think it's? You see, film could be a, a problem. completely new form of entertainment that we haven't figured out yet. Uh, I think gaming is going to be like at least for the next couple of years. It's going to be the main thing for VR. Um, I don't really see it being used in film too much because it's. I'm sure it's already a pain in the ass for them to do th- uh, 3D filming, kind of, and I don't think they want to try to do actual virtual reality filming for. It. And then people like they'll put all this time trying to get that one shot as it is, and they have to worry about more stuff than that and multiple angles t- on top of that. That sounds like a giant pain in the ass for a director. I don't think they'd want to okay. deal with that at any sort of radi- yeah. regular basis. It is pretty amazing how quickly that 360 view is coming. Like, I see a new video almost every single day on my Facebook feed of a yep. new 360 thing out there. Yeah, well, and the rigs are relatively inexp- inexpensive, if you think about it, because it's like like 20 or something uh, GoPros all lined up, which are like 100 bucks a piece, but $2,000 for a camera... When you're really like looking at film cameras, is not that much. The future is here, because there's film cameras that they use that are like a hundred thousand right now. I, they, we don't have flying uh, skateboards, but we do have better virtuality than Back to the Future Two had. <laughs> there is that. There is. So that. you win some and you lose some. All right, Matt. What were your initial? I I know you were skeptical. Uh, I'm still pretty skeptical about it. Uh, I don't see it being worth six hundred dollars at the moment. Uh, the the number one thing is we all have the preconceived notions of what virtual reality should be in our heads mm-hmm. because of books and movies and everything. Yeah. And I don't even think we'll see that quite in our lifetime, quite exactly like that. Uh, but yeah, like when I first put it on, I was expecting it to like engulf my eyes. But no, you're still just looking through two goggles. But I mean, video, I don't like. I don't see the appeal of you sitting on your couch watching The Martian. With that fucking thing on your face, because uh, it was really cool. But but still, you're yeah. still just sitting there with a mask on and just watching yep. something. And I don't think that's that cool. I mean, I was like, cool. Oh, cool. I'm like, there's ants around me. I'm sitting on the moon or something like that. So you don't think that oh, in our lifetimes? Because think about how. Uh, in the last no, I mean like fucking uh, Ready Player One, where it actually like envelops your whole entire body, like, and then you're sucked into the game, kind of thing. I don't think it literally sucked him into the game. I don't think it gave. Him yeah, any- but I'm sure he didn't see. 
two black rings right here that you could tell you're just looking through a goggle yeah. space. Like this, there's we got a long way to well, go. Well, I mean, think so. how much like our uh, digital technology, like uh, monitors and uh, all sort of TVs, and have changed in like the last ten. years. I think I think we're fifteen years, ten to fifteen years away from like goggle VR. Yeah, I don't know. They're but yeah, Th- that game I and played. We already we already have like haptic feedbacks and stuff on con- on the controllers. So but, yeah, no. Anyway, out. anyway, going back to your what first you're talking about vibration. Well, like uh, well, so you can have some like a uh, feedback. Like uh, they I know the Steam controller has like that interesting like a uh, touchpad technology. Yeah, going on. So and using so it feels that for, like you're using a joystick, but you're not actually using a joystick. So mm. the, so like and t- taking that into the count of like actual like VR gloves. I think we can see some stuff stuff like that in uh, ten years. Yeah, I don't know, but being like same with three D at the movies and stuff, I don't see the appeal in that either. But video game wise, that that game I did play was really fun. It was kinda, you played Lucky's Tale. Yeah, that was trippy to watch. I don't think I'd get into that rock climbing one because all I saw was two fucking hands with no body on it. And I yeah, but was Rick was silly. freaking the fuck. Yeah, out. so it was entertaining watching him, but I don't think I'd get into that at all. And then the racing game was like, uh, it's just another racing game. But if it was like Mario Kart racing with the VR on, now that'd be fucking fun. Yeah. Well, you see, the thing is, like, certain games, like, it'll completely change the way they'll play, like, well, more. Like, uh, playing a horror game, like, I know that uh, the Alien, uh, uh, sur- I can't remember. I've heard horror games in VR are some of the most terrifying oh, things absolutely. you've ever played. Oh, absolutely. I mean. And I, like, and that's why I don't think I'll ever buy one. Because I'm scared of horror games as they are. But you see, I already have Alien Isolation, so if I was able to play that on... If I had like a 3D headset and I could play that on 3D, I think I'd give it a shot. I'd be terrified. I'm already... I have enough issues playing Alien Isolation as it is. And with a VR headset, oh my god, that's terrifying. And just... Uh, I think it changes like... Uh, it'll change up certain games yeah. in the future. Alright, so you played um, Lucky's Tale... Uh, Lost, which was one of like Oculus Studios videos, right? Yeah, and it was cool, but I was just like, uh, all right. Yeah, I don't know. And then that same with the Henry's thing. I think those are all just kind of silly and gimmicky. See, I th- I think Henry is better. Um, I want Pixar to do one though. Yeah, I but Pixar I still just feel hard. gimmicky. Okay, you're standing in one pay- place and going like this. I, right. I mean, if, if especially if you can move around in it. I yeah, think like, cool. like I was just waiting for him to actually move around Henry's place, yeah. but yeah. No, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's got a ways to go. For um, me I to... like right now. I think they're uh, it, they're they're a good thing to acclimate you to uh, the headset. Because you're you're stuck in a place you can't move yourself around. Once you start moving yourself around, um, that's when the VR sickness starts to hit you. Which is why I could tell that that tail one or whatever. What's Lucky's tail? Lucky's tail. Because yeah, you you that's like taking you all over the place yeah. instead of just being in one spot, kind of thing. I don't know. That so third. Lucky's tail um, was that the only third person one there? I have I have a couple of of other ones because Lucky, everything Lucky's I tail s- does it right. Yeah, because everything I saw was first person. And I was uh, like, Kronos oh, is good. also third person, and that one's uh, like a Legend of Zelda slash Dark Souls type game, mm-hmm. um, where like the camera angles I can't, I haven't quite figured out yet, um, and like you're fixed in place. Lucky's Tale is what they've been describing it as the Mario sixty four of VR. Mm-hmm. So like you know when Mario sixty four came out, and you're like, oh, this is what, or like Sonic three D, or yeah, yeah, something like that. 
just that whole fact that you're following this thing around. You still got bees flying past your eyes yeah. and stuff while you're trying to. It's like it's that. I thought that was the closest to being sucked into virtual reality. Playing that one. Yeah. But um, the closest I've come to being sucked in uh, are the spaceship simulators that I've played, like Elite Dangerous yeah, I don't know and what Valkyrie. I think about that. Um, so the th- the thing that those do that I really like is if you feel like you're looking through a space helmet already because yeah. that's like the VR True. like it limits your your field of view. So you're already looking through a space helmet and then you're in a cockpit and then you add like a joystick and a throttle and they mimic that in the game itself. Oh, okay. And so you feel like you're sitting in the command seat of your little fighter. The only problem is it's absolutely terrifying when you die <laughs> because they shoot out your cockpit and then all the you can see all the oxygen shoot out and it fogs over where uh, it ices over real quick. That's and cool. You hear gasping and stuff. One game I was talking about while we were up there that I thought would be really fucking cool on there is Katamari because already that game's really cool because you're dealing with gigantic like paper clips and stuff surrounding mm-hmm. you and you have to roll them up. And then your surroundings just keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller as you keep getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, and bigger. Well, perspective change. I think be that would be pretty cool to see. Well, and that like I think room scale is where it's going to be at. I haven't tried it yet. Um, I'm waiting for the like. So it was either get the rift, which uh, has the superior resolution right now to the Vive. Yeah. Uh, but the Vive has motion controllers right away, or wait. Wait a few months and get the motion controllers for the Rift, which is Oculus Touch, which I've heard has finger tracking, which the uh, the Vive controllers do not. I think finger tracking will be awesome. Uh, but then you can do room scale, and that's you're actually moving around in a space, and your hands are represented in the game. You'd have to set that up down here because there's... No- uh, it'll be in the living room. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you can like. Yeah, there's a lot more obstacles down here. Yeah, <laughs> and you can like bend down and like pick stuff up and Weird. shoot guns and stuff and like I think that'll be the true, the true experience once once you can represent your entire like hand. Yeah, it's something where you're not sitting in a chair. Yeah, which like- I mean, like I was playing the climb standing up. And I've been doing like some of the standing up experiences mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and that has helped a lot with immersion. Uh, standing up while playing the climb, I find myself uh, jumping. <laughs> they, like, they really only need to incorporate a X, like an Xbox Connect and some haptic feedback gloves, and you're pretty much set. Pretty much. Uh, and yeah, so I, I really think moving your hands uh, in there. Uh, there's there's a thing called Foo, which uh, none of you guys experienced yet. Um, and you can if you want to. It's basically a talk show in VR um, where uh, it was the host and the two guests, and they all had, um, like, full VR gear, so, like, their hands were moving and stuff while they were talking. And that was super immersive because you can see uh, while they're moving their hands and stuff, like, it, it conveys a lot of emotion. Which I didn't think was possible. Was that and the was that the talk show one where they actually would drop it, you into like vi- the and into game? the video right. game, and then like while they're talking about different art assets in the video game, you can go around and pick them up and rotate them and look at them and stuff. I mean, it, it was really cool. Not super well implemented yet. Wait until, uh, but it was it was a beta version. An actual talk show that comes out on there, like the Chelsea Handler just had her new one yep. that comes out three days of the week on Netflix. 
What if they do one for Oculus Rift? Oh, it'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Because they can drop you into movie scenes or mm-hmm. whatever, and they can show you what they really want I feel like to. Conan O'Brien should be like a one day of the week or something. Oh my god, I would love Conan on Oculus. That'd be funny. I'd I'd pay fifteen bucks a month to see Conan on Oculus. Mm-hmm. My god, his hair really defies gravity. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it from multiple angles. So, as it stands right He's now, he's doing the string dance. With uh, just just trying the Oculus and what what we've tried so far, uh, give me a rating out of ten. Like, I guess a rating doesn't really work, but where where do you put VR right now? Just out of curiosity, I'd say where it's at right now is that we're actually starting to actually see VR being useful. And would you recommend somebody p- picking it up or waiting two years? I would probably recommend two years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we're finally starting to see like what VR can actually do, and like it's since like now it's like becoming more uh, massively released, so we're going to see more and more over the next couple of years, like of just seeing it being pushed and seeing what people can do with it. Matt, I'd say the two years for sure. Uh, and I didn't the the number one thing I thought was really weird is where I couldn't I had to wear my glasses underneath the thing because I mean we had the one the. Samsung one outside. I didn't have to have my glasses. All oh, I really? I just go whoop, and I could see if just fine. Okay. So I, I, I actually saw clearer on that one because my glasses would start fogging up after a while after oh, okay. I breathe. Like, damn it! Man. Well, part part of that had to do with Zach had a super goddamn sweaty head. That could be too. Yeah. <laughs> damn it! Man. Fix your eyes with laser. I know, right? Right. Get that LASIK. Well, and what they need to do is they need to make prescription lenses for the headsets. Yeah, that'll be something in the future. Um, but I mean, the, the, it was just weird because on the other one, just you push a little thing and it whoop, whoop, and I could see just Yeah, fine. no, this one was side to side and then up uh, and down. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a little... I, ha- I had half Kate EC's help to adjust I, the side issues trying to figure yeah, out how Yeah, because I got working. all the way to the left or whatever, and it was like, oh, I'm almost there to see, and then it just wouldn't go any further. I'm like, oh, At a certain, a certain point, I just started moving it around on my head until I was like, all right, that's clear enough. I don't know. I can get it pretty much crystal clear with my contacts in. Yeah. So um, I haven't tried wearing it with my glasses yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Pete, it worked just fine. Yeah. but Pete didn't have any fogging issues, but... I don't know if that's because it, he didn't have Zach's sweaty head in there it could beforehand. Be. That's right, Zach. Your head is sweaty. Oh, uh, well, yeah. We had Zach's head and then Rick's head and then my head finally. Yeah. I don't know. Casey's going to have to take some wipes to that. Oh, so. no. I already did. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> um, no, it was it was a cool thing. Uh, but, yeah, prescription lenses, I think. I didn't realize helped. that the Samsung and the Oculus kind of were teamed up there with the phone or whatever because yep. it was the same uh, fucking room that you went in with the fireplace and everything. How great is that room, though? I like it, but I, I, for comparing like just that fucking cheap plastic thing that we put on our face and then the actual Oculus, I think I could see better with that cheap plastic thing on my face. Even the room seemed larger and bigger than when I was in the Oculus. That may have something to do with the glasses, though. I don't know. Could be. Cause yeah, yeah, I like, really don't know. The black came like to here on my eyes. Oh, I suppose it went to the edges of your glasses. So I mean, like, yeah, I don't. The have other that one problem. was whoop, all the way on. And like, yep, yeah, and so I think if you didn't have the glasses, it'd be better. But yeah, uh, there's there's no way to get past that unless you have contacts. So that's so weird, though. Yeah. Um, I know things guys, that you put on your face that's electronic. You could. Whoop, I don't understand what you guys' problem is. Mr. Well, Mr. Perfect Vision, yeah. you're a jerk. 
No, I don't really have the problem either because I work. I'll just always have to put contacts in my pocket so I'm ready for if we for VR on VR. Um, yeah, yeah so I, my would, my thing with yeah. VR right now is I like I like where it's at, but the problem with where it's at is I see so much potential. Yeah. I'm kind of pissed that it's not there yet. Yep. And I mean, I yeah, I understand the technology is growing and it's going to be like computers where it's going to double every year um, because you still get some screen door effect, which is where Biggest it looks part right on the nose there. Uh, and well, the especially in the Oculus, you have like you have a pretty big nose gap, which you can fix. But I kind of like because I can look down and like if I need to check like a message on my cell phone or <laughs> still uh, it's 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 my portal to the to the outside world. Um, but if it's really bright in the room, it's it's super noticeable. If it's dark in the room, I don't notice it at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, until they have augmented reality, so you can just lift it up in fr- your cell phone yeah, in front of you. Uh, yeah, which actually, yeah, uh, the HTC Vive has a Bluetooth connector in the headset, so you can get text messages and stuff and yeah. receive them on the Vive. <laughs> so the Vive, in some ways, is is more advanced. Like it has some features. See, this the is the other thing that's going to fucking suck with this, like with Xbox and PlayStation, like. But see, I think that that keeps competition and things will grow quicker yeah. that this way. This should be cool when we're old, like in our eighties or whatever, or I don't know how old. We we're probably gonna have to still work into our eighties for our generation, but probably when we're in the when we're at one twenty, then when we're at back. when we're at one twenty, and they finally decide, like, all right, we don't have to artificially keep you alive so you can keep working jobs. Uh, though we can like just sit down like the old folks home and like we'll have VR headsets that are like until insane. we die. We'll probably have like. Act- Twice just, today, Carly. I'm Matthew today, I guess. <laughs> I'm just going to take Matthew's spot of making messes on the table. But like, we'll just be able to use all sorts of crazy technology. Yeah. No, I, I, think, it, I think there's a lot of potential. Um, I'm really excited about uh, virtually out of video. I think uh, there's some directors out there that could do a really good job out of it. See, of all the things, that's the thing I'm, I'm the most indifferent about. Uh like yeah, until I, feel, I see something really yeah, fucking cool. I I don't know. I'm Henry, far more interested in like a virtual in the uh, floating desktop. Oh, floating desktop is awesome. Yeah, like VR desktop. I did not show you guys that, but basically you can take your computer screen and you put it up here, and you can have any like scenery or anything that you want out there. I just think if you have some haptic gloves going on, like that would be like it's like you're in a fucking sci-fi movie. Then yeah, right. Like, well, we're kind of getting there already. Like we're in, we're right now we're in an eighty sci-fi movie. Yeah. But I want some like present day sci-fi movie. The like- the, uh, the the resolution isn't quite there. I'm waiting for the day where I can slip on a headset, open up like my work desktop, and have like whatever scenery I want in the background, so I can be working on code and stuff, and then like be able to look out like over a serene lake or whatever. And like I think that'll be really cool. Yeah. Um. But it, the resolution isn't quite there. The when I first booted booted up, booted it up, um, it was set to five meters uh, distance and then like three hundred percent size. Yeah. So it was looking at. It was like I was looking at my computer screen at like two inches, <laughs> two inches away. But well, like it was when somehow it was like your computer goes to eight hundred by six hundred, and it's like it's like yeah, an but. But, like, I mean, the resolution was still good, but I would look up, and it was just, like, extending 50 feet above oh, me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? You've become an ant. You're <laughs> Ant-Man. And so, like, I had to back it out so I could see it. 
And so I mean that that was fun. But yeah, no, I think I think where VR is right now, there's a there's a lot of kinks to work out. But I really like where it's headed and where it is. Um, yeah, I think we're I've had target. a lot of fun with it. I think we're right on target for some really cool stuff. In the a game like that game you guys are sub- obsessed with that I could care less about. We played that one night where you have to choose your own path. I don't. Which one? It was so you're some little you're some girl at college off somewhere and oh oh uh uh Jesus Christ my, uh, life is world, strange life yeah. is strange yeah a game like that could be kind of cool on there that game is amazing especially you play it it's so good if it was like a first person perspective kind of a game yeah like that where you choose your own path I think that would work pretty well you still need to play it Matt it's very good yeah I don't know if you get your PS4 I'm gonna buy it for you oh okay because you need to play it wonder how long before they have Lair. On the VR headset, which one's Lair? That's the like the old arcade uh, game where you like would just yeah choice you'd have like two choices repeatedly on like the first per- it was like a first person where you're like in a castle and you're going after a dragon or something like you would just it would just repeatedly give you like two choices left or right and depending on wh- whichever choice you like could die or you continue on to the next choice which is left or right. Uh, I'm waiting for uh, Ready Player One to happen. Yeah, like I'm ready for that. So hard, like I mean, yeah, that would suck because I'd lose everything else in my life. But I think it'd be so much fun. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of cool stuff in the coming up. So yeah, uh, right now, cockpit games work the we- work the best, like things that sit you in a single seat and yep. you move around. Driving is pretty badass. I did well, then. I started like messing with the perspectives and like one of the pers- like being behind the car as it's driving was pretty cool. It's like, oh wow, this is like. Uh, interesting feeling. And then there was like one of the perspectives where it's like I'm on the fucking hood of the car, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's like I'm uh, I'm like in the latest Mad Max movie. I'm like strapped to the hood of the car as like uh, Max. It's like, oh wow, it's pretty weird. The thing I should not crash into like, stuff. The driving game. That the thing that got me is I could check the mirrors. Yeah, and stuff like that was cool. And then like I I was just I was just messing around in solo play, and at one point I shit you not, I was backing up. And so I reached to grab the pass like the back of the passenger <laughs> headset to look around and I like I missed. <laughs> just I because can... that that's what I do when I back yeah, up. Yeah. I, I turn and look around. Then I just turned and looked around and I could look out the rear view window. So yeah. it worked for me. Yeah, the thing with that game, I wish it had like that cartoony aspect to that game, just something more fun instead of trying to go lifelike with it. Well, yeah. that, well, well and that, that that's what Project Cars yeah. is. I'm sure there's going to be something else out there. Yeah. Or like I, a what, little big planet would be a lot of fun on that. Oh thing. yeah, yeah. But I think Project cartoony Car- stuff is. Well, let's see. The big one of the biggest things about Project Cars, which uh, when I was playing, I had it shut. It was not on because it was on easy easy mode because I was going to smash into everything. But it's the fact that like the destructibility of the vehicles. It actually is a thing because oh, yeah, they it's, had it where you can't. Yeah, no, yeah, okay. no. Like it's right. it's super a thing. Like okay. it's really um, in depth and like. Oh, that uh, sounds. No, cool. Jake Jake Tom is gonna loan me his uh, his wheel and oh, stuff, yeah. and so I'm gonna be able to try to play Project Cars with that. I think no, that would be cool. I yeah. think that'll be amazing. Because you said you were using your joystick for the yeah, the and, and, and like stuff. The, there's yeah, it brings that more lifelike. Feel well, to and it. it is it like it, it takes that disconnect away. Yeah. And so you feel like you're flying a spaceship or driving a car or whatever. Yeah. All right. All right. Time for Game of Thrones. Actually, uh, isn't Preacher tonight? Holy shit, Preacher's tonight! Let me know when you get that demo because I got to watch that. We'll watch it together. I will. Yeah. All right. Fear the Walking Dead has one more episode than it's Preacher, right? 
No, Preacher's on tonight. Yeah, I know. Fear the Walking Dead, mid-season finale. Pre- season and finale, then and then Preacher. And then Preacher's And Game on of Thrones the- is on the 8, too. Oh, oh, man. And then the Preacher's on for the rest of the summer. Yep. Well, I'm more excited for Preacher than I am for Fear, because Fear's kind of sucked. Yeah. yeah. But that's my personal opinion. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in for our VR episode. I know it's really interesting to some of you, not super interesting to the rest, but eh, it's what you get. Especially since our listeners can't really use your Oculus headset, can they? You know what? If any of our listeners show up, <laughs> I'll be surprised. Uh, <laughs> hey, you offered to let us use Oculus. Uh, no, that's that's not what I said. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, not what yeah. I said at all. Go back and listen to it. All right. Uh, if you'd like to support us, head over to patreon.com slash blindnesscidios or uh, click on the Become a Patron link on our homepage. If you're going to do any Amazon shopping, uh, click on the Amazon link on our homepage and do your Amazon shopping and we get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or have your own VR ideas, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnesscidios.com or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnesscidios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja, and I seriously do want to know uh, what you guys think about us live broadcasting our Dungeons and Dragons games. Uh, if you'd like them on Twitch or YouTube, or you don't really care, go ahead and shoot us a message on Facebook. We'll get it there the fastest, or shoot us an email and we'll get it there too. And I'll see you guys next week.